The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 56, May 2018, Number 11 Published by the American Council of the Blind Read by Thomasine Berg in the recording studio of the Perkins Library Be a part of ACB The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605 Four seven five eight one five four, and choose option three. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling 712-775-4808. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at at sign A-C-B-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L Copyright 2018, American Council of the Blind, Eric Bridges, Executive Director, Sharon Lovering, Editor, 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents President's Message Marrakesh Treaty Moves Forward in Senate by Kim Charlson Cisco collaborates on phones with American Council of the Blind. This year's convention gives you the chance to earn continuing education units by Carla Rushevel. Inviting exhilarating memories and successes, DKM first-timers make a difference by Kenneth Semyon Sr. Come learn how to use the best features of ACB to build your membership. Constitution and Bylaws Committee poised to take proposed amendments. All aboard the Number 10 Dillon Express by Donna Brown. Committee stands ready to help get your resolutions through the gateway by Mark Reichert. Calling all riverboat gamblers. Get the scoop in the Gateway Gazette. Do you love the forum? Would you like to win $5,000? Summary of the ACB Mid-Year Board Meeting by Deb Lewis Affiliate News Letter to the Editor Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666 or via email S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at A-C-B dot org. Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you.
Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce listserv. Send a blank email to announce subscribe at acblists.org or visit www.acblists.org slash m-a-i-l-m-a-n slash l-i-s-t-i-n-f-o slash a-n-n-o-u-n-c-e and type your email address and name where indicated. Check out ACB Radio Mainstream to keep abreast of happenings in the blind community. The ACB Radio Cafe features the work of blind artists 24-7 at www.acbradio.org slash cafe. President's Message Marrakesh Treaty Moves Forward in Senate by Kim Charlson The American Council of the Blind was pleased to announce in March the introduction of the Marrakesh Treaty Implementation Act, S-2559. The legislation, introduced by Senators Grassley, Feinstein, Hatch, Corker, Harris, and Menendez, demonstrates the current bipartisan support for improving access to print material around the world by individuals who are blind or have other print disabilities. At the time this issue went to press, the Senate was slated to hold a hearing on the treaty where it could be voted out of committee. It would then require a two-thirds majority of the U.S. Senate to fully enact the treaty. Once passed, it will implement the World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO, treaty. The treaty will help to overcome the current accessible media shortage around the world for people who are blind or who have other print disabilities. We're extremely excited that the Senate Committees on Judiciary and Foreign Relations have come together in a bipartisan manner to tackle the book famine existing across the globe for people who are blind and trying to obtain accessible materials. As a librarian, I'm far too familiar with the hurdles individuals who are blind in other countries face when trying to get books in Braille or in audio formats from international publishers. Those obstacles will be wiped away as more and more countries ratify the treaty. ACB has been actively involved with treaty advocacy since its inception and was represented in Marrakesh on June 27, 2013, when the final treaty document was passed by WIPO. Commonly referred to as the Marrakesh Treaty, it aims to facilitate access to materials in a specialized format to eligible individuals. Publishers, libraries, and authorized entities would then cooperate to support acquisition of accessible materials from a wide variety of international sources. It is estimated that only 5% of printed materials around the world are available in an accessible format. The Marrakesh Treaty will help improve the coordination and availability of accessible materials by removing copyright restraints that have previously made it difficult to share U.S. published works abroad in alternative formats. Cisco collaborates on phones with American Council of the Blind. Today's enterprise environment requires effective, reliable telecommunication solutions. For employees who are blind or visually impaired, this means solutions that are free of access barriers. Working with collaborative input from the American Council of the Blind, Cisco has taken steps to address this need by offering the first mass-market, enterprise-grade desk phone that includes built-in text-to-speech functionality capable of conveying vital information on the phone's display to the user through audible voice and tone indicators. This new functionality allows the blind and visually impaired to more easily connect anywhere they work. The software update on Cisco's IP Phone 8800 series is a significant milestone in Cisco's ongoing efforts toward making the digital workplace more accessible for employees who are blind and visually impaired. You can find the software update 12.1 
1. on Cisco's website, www.cisco.com, now. This year's convention gives you the chance to earn continuing education units. By Carla Rushevel. The Academy for Certification of Vision Rehabilitation and Education Professionals, ACVREP, has designated the American Council of the Blind as a RPPLE Category 1 provider of continuing education opportunities in the field of blindness and visual impairment. Rehabilitation teachers and counselors teachers of the visually impaired, low-vision therapists, orientation and mobility instructors, and others can earn continuing education credits at the ACB conference and convention. Credits will be offered for a wide range of programs, workshops, seminars, and other events presented by ACB and its committees, special interest affiliates, and representatives of government agencies and private industry. As of this writing, offerings are still being developed. Subjects may include transition, employment, technology, health issues, orientation and mobility, self-advocacy, braille, low vision issues, daily living skills, social skills, etc. ACB conference and convention dates are June 29 to July 6, 2018. Programs offering CE credits will begin on Saturday, June 30, and continue through Wednesday, July 4. Details on programs and workshops offering continuing education credits are posted on the Continuing Education email list as soon as they are confirmed. Join the list by sending a blank email to contuing E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N dash S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E at A-C-B-L-I-S-T-S dot O-R-G. Pre-registration for the conference and convention opens on May 15 and will include the ability to register for continuing education credits. This initiative is part of the 2017 ACB Strategic Planning Process. For more information, contact Carla Rushevel, CE Chair, by phone at 877-630-7190 or by email contuingeducation at acb.org Inviting exhilarating memories and successes DKM First Timers Make a Difference The DKM First Timers Reception and Reunion Celebration is scheduled for Wednesday, July 4th in St. Louis. In accordance with the 2018 theme, Then and Now, the DKM Committee requests that you submit your best memories of DKM first-timer receptions. We will select the best and most fun submissions to be presented during this year's festivities. Additionally, we want to hear from former recipients of the DKM First-Timers Award concerning your positive involvement and contributions to the success of your chapter, community, affiliate, and or on the national level following the year you received the award. The most encouraging and inspirational submissions will be highlighted at the reception as well. Send those stories without delay, then be sure to plan to join us for the 2018 DKM First Timers Reunion in St. Louis, Missouri. We're honoring the legacy of Durward K. McDaniel. It won't be the same without you, Email your submission for each area in 50 words or less by June 1st to semien at sbcgloban.net. If you have questions, contact Committee Chairman Kenneth Semien Sr. by email or call him at 409-866-5838. Kenneth Semien Sr. Come learn how to use the best features of ACB to build your membership. ACB's 2018 Membership Seminar will be held on Wednesday, July 4, from 2.45 to 4 p.m. The theme this year is Using the Best Features of ACB to Build Membership. 
We'll kick it off at 2.45 p.m. with the welcome and introductions, then move on to a panel discussion focusing on how your purpose, mission, and vision can increase your membership. Panelists include ACB board member George Holliday and John Huffman, president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. Not sure what the purpose, mission, and vision are? Come and find out. There will be time for questions afterward. Our second panel will focus on advocacy, both self-advocacy and group advocacy, and how it can strengthen your membership. Panelists include ACB board member Jeff Tom. Yes, there will be time for questions afterward. Immediately after the last question-and-answer session, we will announce the winners of the 2018 Affiliate Growth Awards. As this issue goes to press, the numbers are too close to call. Is your affiliate one of the winners? Come and check. At the end of the seminar, we will pass out the different handouts and draw names for door prizes. Constitution and Bylaws Committee poised to take proposed amendments. This note is to remind ACB leaders and members of the procedures for proposing amendments to the organization's constitution and bylaws. Proposed amendments must be presented in writing to the Constitution and Bylaws Committee before the end of the first day following the day of the roll call session of the conference and convention. In 2018, this deadline is end of day, 2400 hours, Central Time, Sunday, July 1. Amendments received after that time will not be considered. Amendments, whenever possible, shall be submitted electronically in ASCII 2 text format. Proposed amendments may be sent to me at j73.huffman at comcast.net. If you have questions, send them to the same email address or call me at 317-228-0496. Additional information about the amendment process or procedures of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee can be found in Article 11 of the ACB Constitution and in Bylaw 6, Section D. The current Constitution and Bylaws may be found at www.acb.org slash c-o-n-s-t-i-t-u-t-i-o-n dash b-y-l-a-w-s We encourage anyone interested in proposing amendments to review the current Constitution and bylaws before doing so. John Huffman All aboard the number 10 Dillon Express it's time to make your reservations for a seat on the number 10 Dillon Express. This is the only train where space is not limited, the ticket price is the same regardless of your destination, and most importantly, you don't have to be at the ACB National Conference and Convention to reserve your seat and ride this train. Registration for the 2018 ACB Walk is now open. You may register as an on-site or virtual walker online at acb.donorpages.com slash 2018-ACB-WALK slash or by calling the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. The registration fee is only $25. Affiliates can also create teams and designate up to 50% of the money they raise to come back to their affiliate. Teams also have the opportunity to win prizes for raising the most money and for having the largest number of walkers present at the actual walk site. The 2018 ACB Walk will be held at 7 a.m. on Saturday, June 30. The walk route will take you through some areas that you might not explore on your own just outside of the convention hotel. Our goal is to raise at least $67,000 this year. So climb aboard and be a part of the 10th anniversary of the ACB Walk and help us reach this fundraising goal by seeking donations from family, friends, co-workers, business owners, etc., as of this writing, there are already 13 teams signed up and 17 individuals registered. 
$1,050 has been raised so far, with the Florida Hurricanes and Leslie Spoon in the lead with over $400 raised. Now step right up to the accessible kiosk and purchase your ticket for the number 10 Dillon Express and begin raising money for ACB and your affiliate. Remember, virtual walkers are encouraged to be a part of this 10th anniversary walk. Donna Brown, Walk Committee Chair Committee Stands Ready to Help Get Your Resolutions Through the Gateway by Mark Reichert We are so very fortunate to be part of an organization that actively encourages each of us as members to exercise leadership in formulating our organization's positions on critical issues and thereby to nurture the democratic spirit that is what ACB is all about. I am talking about ACB's resolutions process, undertaken at each year's conference and convention. In preparation for that important work this summer, here are a few things to know and some tips on getting involved in the process even before July. The Resolutions Committee will be meeting in person during our convention for five consecutive nights, Saturday, June 30 through Wednesday, July 4. Please consult the convention program for the meeting location and each night's start time. To have your resolution considered by the committee, I must receive it from you no later than 9 p.m. Sunday, July 1, but I strongly encourage you to submit it to me well in advance of that deadline. Any ACB member is welcome to submit a draft resolution to me at any time up to and including during the July conference and convention so long as I receive your submission no later than 9 p.m. Sunday, July 1. Drafts that are not received in a timely manner will only be considered at the committee's discretion. In the event that a special interest affiliate or similar group needs to formally approve the text of a resolution prior to its submission, and assuming that the affiliate or group must meet after the Sunday, July 1, 9 p.m. deadline, the Resolutions Committee will certainly entertain such resolutions. However, we will consider them if and only if the affiliates or group's leadership lets me know before the deadline that the affiliate or group may be submitting a resolution. We ask this of you because it is critical that the committee be able to manage its workflow throughout the convention week. Resolutions that are submitted outside of these parameters will only be considered at the committee's discretion. Now, I've said this to you before, but I hope this not only sinks in but also makes you smile just a bit. A draft resolution will only be regarded as having been received if I myself have received it. Rumors of drafts, drafts merely existing in someone's imagination, drafts that are only titles of resolutions, drafts that are merely a couple of words scribbled on a cocktail napkin, drafts written in Russian and smuggled out of Moscow or even out of the White House, or anything in any form whatsoever that is transmitted to another person other than me or that isn't obviously something resembling a resolution will not be considered received. While you need not worry whether your resolution is in proper, formal resolution form per se when you submit it to me, the thing you submit to me must clearly be a communication that says that you want the communication to be considered as a resolution by the Resolutions Committee, and it must be written so that it plainly declares what you believe ACB should say or do. You may submit your draft resolution to me via email at m-r-i-c-h-e-r-t at a-f-b dot n-e-t so long as you make it clear in the subject line and or the body of your message that you are submitting a draft resolution for consideration by the committee. I will also accept brailed copies of draft resolutions that you may hand to me during the convention, as well as commonly used word-processed electronic files shared with me directly on some sort of ordinarily available digital medium. Please do not ask another person, even someone whom you believe to be on the Resolutions Committee, to turn in your resolution for you. Between my email address, my general availability during this summer's convention, and the regular hours during which the committee will be meeting, you should have plenty of opportunity to convey your draft. If none of these means for communicating your draft resolution meets your needs, 
I'm sure the ACB National Office would love to hear from you and help you out. If you have any questions about the preparation of your draft resolution or about the resolution's process, please contact me via email or call me on my mobile phone, 571-438-7895, including during Convention Week this July. I look forward to working with all of you. Calling all riverboat gamblers! Are you coming to the banks of the Mississippi for this summer's ACB conference and convention from June 30 to July 6 at the Union Station Hotel in St. Louis? If so, do you like to look for bargains, tussle with your friends, and support ACB at the same time? If your answer to these questions is yes, then this year's ACB auction, Meet Me at the Auction, is a can't-miss on your convention agenda. The 2018 auction will take place on Tuesday, July 3 at 7 p.m., with previewing of items beginning at 6 p.m. As always, there will be bargains galore due to the generosity of our many corporate friends, ACB affiliates, and members who donate amazing items for the auction. Without you, this event just wouldn't happen. For those donating an item for this year's auction, but who do not want to bring it with them or who are not attending the convention, you can send it to the following address, Missouri Council of the Blind, attention, American Council of the Blind Auction, 5453 Chippewa, C-H-I-P-P-E-W-A, Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63109. If you are shipping your item, it must be received by May 31. Also, whether you are shipping your item or bringing it with you, you must provide an item description by May 31 to Auction Committee Chair Kim Abair. You may send her the description by email at kheb1960 at gmail.com or by calling her at 337-280-9106. Make sure that your description provides sufficient information to enable bidders to know what makes the item unique or worth having. So, all you crazy riverboat gamblers, come support ACB and have a wild old time and meet me at the auction. Get the scoop in the Gateway Gazette. Are you coming to convention? Do you like helping out where needed? The Marsha Nigro Dresser Communications Center is now seeking volunteers to help collate and staple papers, take ads and announcements, and staff the room. Sharon Lovering is the operations manager. She is seeking volunteers to fill two-hour shifts throughout the day, 8 to 10 a.m., 10 a.m. to noon, noon to 2 p.m., and 2 to 4 p.m. The communication center will be open Friday through Wednesday and be taken down Thursday morning. It will be open daily at 8 a.m. and closed to the public at 5 p.m. To sign up for a shift, contact Sharon at the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb dot o-r-g. This year's convention newspaper will be called the Gateway Gazette. It will run from Friday through Wednesday in Braille and large print. Ads and other items intended for publication must be in the center's hands by 2 p.m. each day. Ads should be 75 words or less. By a directive from the Board of Publications, ads will be allowed to run for three days maximum, no exceptions. If you wish to advertise in the newspaper, please contact Marjorie Beeman, Advertising and Sponsorship Coordinator, at 512-921-1625 or by email oleo50 at hotmail dot com. The BOP's Editorial Policy Manual prohibits us from producing or distributing campaign materials. During the evenings, we will need people to help collate and staple the Braille papers. Thanks to HumanWare, we will have three Braille printers this year. Are you a night owl? Are you good at separating Braille copies from each other, separating the pages, collating and stapling? Drop by and see if the communication center needs help.
If you have signed up for home delivery of the Gateway Gazette, drop by the information desk and give them your name, room number, and format preference once you arrive. This will ensure that you don't miss an issue. Hold on to your Friday issue. It will include all the suite numbers, phone numbers, and room changes. If your committee or affiliate needs something brailled, we will be able to do that. Make certain you label your thumb drive or memory card before bringing them down to the communication center and tell us how many copies you will need, by what time, as well as how we can reach you, room number, cell phone, etc. Please make sure that your documents are on the drive or memory card before you come down. Bring your items down in the morning before the general session to help us fit them in. Affiliates, if you know who your delegate, alternate, and nominating committee representative will be, please let Ray Campbell, R-A-Y-153056, at G-M-A-I-L dot com, and Sharon Lovering, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G, at A-C-B dot O-R-G, know as soon as possible. Do you love the forum? Would you like to win $5,000? We in ACB have loved and enjoyed the ACB Braille Forum for many years now, as it is our organ of public information and a magazine which is good and informative for all of us. We must keep this public information organ alive and well, and hope that all of you will be willing and anxious to help with this ongoing project. How can you help keep this magazine alive? Participate in the ACB Braille Forum Drawing. We are offering prizes of $500 for the third prize winner, $1,000 for the second prize winner, and a grand prize of $5,000 for the first prize winner. This should be something to excite everyone who likes money. Tickets cost $50 each, or you and four of your friends can get together and buy a ticket for $50, with the understanding that if you win, your prize will be divided by five. If you wish to buy tickets in advance, by credit card, debit card, or check, call our Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. If you wish to buy your tickets at the convention, visit the ACB Mini Mall booth or see David Trott, Alan Peterson, or any member of the Resource Development Committee. We hope that many people will participate in this effort to support the forum. The winners will be drawn at the convention banquet on Thursday, July 5th. Can't make it? Listen to the banquet via ACB Radio and see if you win. Summary of the ACB Mid-Year Board Meeting by Deb Lewis The American Council of the Blind Board met in Alexandria, Virginia on February 24 in conjunction with the Mid-Year Meeting and Legislative Seminar. President Kim Charlson called the meeting to order at 9 a.m., with all members present except for Second Vice President John McCann and board members Jeff Bishop and Sarah Conrad, who were excused. The agenda was adopted and minutes of the November 27 and 30 meetings were approved. Charlson moved directly into staff reports and incorporated her president's report along the way. Executive Director Eric Bridges reflected on ACB's accomplishments in the past three years. In 2015, ACB had a financial deficit of $180,000. Income increased 200% in 2016 and 52% in 2017. In 2018, the Alexandria office has added more office space. The new position, Advocacy and Outreach Specialist, is being filled by former ACB scholarship winner Claire Stanley, who comes from the Mid-Atlantic ADA Technical Assistance Center. She has a strong background as an advocate for people with disabilities and will assist Tony with ACB's efforts in this arena. Eric reported that he will have traveled 27,000 miles between January and April on behalf of ACB. A joint press release is scheduled from ACB and the U.S. Business Leadership Network, BLN, announcing a strategic partnership for 2018. Tony stated that the messages to Congress are that we need to fight for what is most important and we need to encourage government to spend smarter to offset the budget deficits. The Medicare Demonstration Bill and the Cogswell-Macy Act are examples of encouraging smarter spending.
Recent regulatory activity included work with the FCC Program Access Committee on emergency crawls, with the positive outcome being webinars on best practices for audio description of emergency broadcasts. Transportation issues continue to be important, with the ACB actively involved in negotiating with Delta regarding changes to their recently adopted service animal policy. Tony thanked Ray Campbell for his involvement to ensure a positive outcome with United Airlines and their service animal policy. There was lengthy discussion of the OMB rule that requires states to get prior approval for program service expenditures above $2,500. Tony will continue to seek clarification and resolution of this matter in collaboration with the Rehabilitation Issues Task Force. Kelly Gask reported that the new website is scheduled to launch in late spring following rigorous testing from staff and volunteers. She noted that there has been specific input about features for low-vision users, and several enhancements have been made based on this feedback. All marketing materials are being redesigned for consistency, modernization, and to include the new logo. There are over 2,200 Twitter followers and 3,300 Facebook likes. Tom Tobin began the development report with outcomes of the year-end appeal and discussion of the upcoming spring appeal campaign. He also reported on the Angels program and recent outcomes in planned giving. Joe Lynn Bailey Page emphasized the importance of relationship building as a component of successful fundraising. She read a letter from Delta Gamma announcing their continued support for the ACB Braille Forum as an example of ACB's fundraising strategy of preparation, personal cultivation, and persistence. She reviewed statistics for grants in 2018 and noted that ACB's strategic planning, along with consistent data collection, make us a prime candidate for funding from small foundations, which will in time set us up to approach larger entities. She observed that our long-term funding success will likely come through corporate consulting relationships being cultivated by ERIC. Larry Turnbull, ACB radio manager, said there were 95 stream listeners for the auction in December, with another 600 on the phone. Main Menu and Speaking Out for the Blind have highest ratings on Mainstream. Treasure Trove continues to have the most listeners. There was discussion of improved access on the Amazon devices through Alexa and discussion of the ever-changing phone numbers for Audio Now. Larry is seeking beta testers for the Android version of ACB Link, which will be available soon. Board members expressed concerns about the overall usability of ACB Link, which Larry will address through training opportunities and design review in collaboration with the marketing and communications team. Nancy Becker reported that affiliates can opt out of receiving confirmation updates in AMMS, and Sharon can now automate acceptance of specific ones. ACB is transitioning from paper checks to electronic transfer for affiliate MMS payments, with 50% completed. Preparations are underway for the annual audit. Fixed assets are being transitioned to one database for better management and accountability. Nancy reviewed the balance sheet and explained how the information is derived. Staff were missing D and hoped her position could be filled soon. The board voted to accept all staff reports. During lunch, the board met in executive session to discuss ACBES issues and other financial developments. David Trott reviewed the December financials, investments, and budget report in detail. The treasurer's report was adopted. Then he and Nancy presented the proposed endowment policy. The board voted to name the previously authorized fund the Legacy Endowment, After discussion and revisions, the policy was adopted establishing how unrestricted contributions above $25,000 will be distributed between the Legacy Endowment and Board-designated reserves. Donna Brown introduced this year's Walk Song for the Walk's 10th anniversary. Affiliates are encouraged to designate a local MMS coordinator to encourage participation at affiliate conventions. The Resource Development Committee is developing a timeline for each fundraising activity, beginning with the forum raffle, outlining program steps and monthly activities along with other program connections necessary to accomplish the goal. The auction will be part of convention again this year, 
and roll call was emphasized as an opportunity for affiliates to be publicly recognized for contributions to ACB programs. The board accepted the RDC report. Arrangements are in full swing for the 2018 convention in St. Louis, with registration from May 15 to June 17. The print convention program is longer this year to meet the requirements of ACB's new large print guidelines, and the convention committee is considering ways to make it more manageable, including possibly dividing it into volumes as is done with the Braille version. The fall board meeting in Rochester will be October 5, and the 2019 convention dates in Rochester are July 5 to 12. Janet announced that the 2020 ACB convention will be held July 3 to 10 in Schaumburg, Illinois. A motion was approved at the fall board meeting for Omaha in 2021, but there are other possibilities in Las Vegas and Phoenix, so the board approved a motion authorizing the convention committee to consider all possible venues for 2021. Janet's report was accepted. The Board of Publications worked closely with the National Office to eliminate both the cassette and CD versions of the forum and to implement the cartridge version through a contract with Perkins. The ACB podcasts are being added to the Alexa devices in collaboration with ACB Radio. The editorial policy manual is being totally rewritten to reflect the BOP's collaboration with other committees and groups within ACB, as well as modernizing the language to be consistent and readable. This year, the Candidates Forum will have a new look and feel as an online forum prior to convention, with a town hall meeting at convention. The Writers' Workshop will focus on personal branding, which Deb hoped would be of great interest to affiliates and individuals. The BOP report was accepted. Each of the strategic action teams reported on their progress. Eric's overall goal of 2018 is to communicate progress on the five action goals. Each team will submit an article to the forum highlighting their work in the context of the strategic plan. The membership team conducted focus groups at convention and is conducting an affiliate survey with a goal of increasing membership by 3%. Marketing and Communications is developing a communications plan with a new logo, consistency across media, and coordination of communications among programs. The Meetings and Conventions team announced that many convention sessions have been approved for professional accreditation through ACVREP. There is also a focus on enhancing the convention experience for scholarship, DKM, and leadership recipients through mentoring and guidance. The team reports were accepted. Officer liaisons and committee chairs provided brief updates on committee activity, particularly focusing on planned convention programming. After completing all business, the meeting adjourned at 5.15 p.m. Affiliate News Teachers' Features for the 2018 Convention most teachers make lesson plans, but the American Association of Blind Teachers, AABT, has been making exciting convention plans for the 2018 ACB convention in St. Louis. We begin Saturday morning, June 30th, from 8 o'clock to 10.15 with the AABT Food for Thought Breakfast. Come and share a book or quote that has shaped your teaching or saved your sanity. In addition to food for thought, there will also be good food to eat and time to socialize. Our annual business meeting will follow. Even though it isn't an official part of AABT's program offerings, we strongly encourage you to attend the Missouri School for the Blind tour on Monday afternoon, July 2nd. It's always interesting to learn about schools in other states, and this promises to be an excellent tour. On Tuesday, July 3rd at 1.15 p.m., Amber Steet, the student representative of the American Association of Blind Teachers from Kutztown, Pennsylvania, will present a workshop titled Transitioning from High School to College. In her presentation, she will give us an analysis of effective transition planning for students with disabilities. We highly recommend this workshop for teachers and other professionals who work with students with disabilities, as well as students and parents. Also on Tuesday afternoon, from 2.45 to 4 p.m., 
The Audio Description Project, ADP, is holding a workshop titled Teachers and Audio Description, which is chaired by AABT President Susan Glass. Programs like the Described and Captioned Media Program, DCMP, and several published papers have demonstrated how teachers can use audio description as a classroom aid and can build literacy for all students. The ADP's special initiative, Benefits of Audio Description in Education, BADIE, has been a tremendous success at encouraging kids to write about description and described programs they've enjoyed. Potential panelists include Kim Charlson, ACB President and Librarian, Perkins School for the Blind, Jason Stark, Director, DCMP, AABT member Donna Brown, West Virginia School for the Blind, and an Autism and AD Specialist. Since the ADP is handling program, registration, and ticketing details, AABT members interested in attending the Teaching and Audio Description Workshop should visit www.acb.org ADP. As you can see, AABT has an interesting convention program planned for you with plenty of opportunities for education and inspiration. You will be able to meet professionals in your field and compare notes with colleagues. You may even be able to earn CEUs for attending some convention activities. We hope to see you there. Avia Moot Court in St. Louis As part of the ACB tour to the historic courthouse on Tuesday, July 3, the American Association of Visually Impaired Attorneys, Avia, will present a moot trial regarding the historic court trial of Dred Scott's suit to be freed from slavery after being taken by his owner to states and territories of the United States where slavery was outlawed. The Multicultural Affairs Committee will also participate in this presentation. After considering appeals from the lower court's decisions, the U.S. Supreme Court issued a decision in 1857 which held that slaves were not citizens and the taking of Dred Scott to states or territories which did not allow slavery would not cause Scott to be freed. This controversial decision contributed to the sharp division in the United States in the late 1850s regarding slavery and the beginning of the Civil War. The moot trial will present a courtroom drama which eventually resulted in the Supreme Court decision. It will be held in the original courtroom where the trial occurred in 1846 and be part of the historic courthouse building tour. ACB Diabetics in Action We have been working hard to get all members more interested in their affiliate by having more general meetings by phone. We meet on the third Sunday of each month at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. The call-in number is 712-432-3675. Follow the prompts to Room Zero. Everyone is welcome. Our convention schedule is as follows. Saturday, June 30th, 1.15 p.m., Diabetes Seminar, $8, pre-registration, $10 at the door. Monday, July 2nd, 4.15 p.m. Mixer, $15, pre-registration, $18 at the door. Tuesday, July 3rd, 12.15 p.m., luncheon and general meeting. Prices, TBA. Hope to see many of you participating in these activities. The fundraising committee is selling 50-50 raffle tickets. Tickets are $5 for one ticket, $20 for five tickets. To get yours, contact Sandy Feldman at 515-729-8427 or email her sandy.feldman3 at gmail.com. Meet Ivy in St. Louis. On behalf of the Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs, Ivy, I encourage you to meet me in St. Louis because Ivy has some exciting activities planned for Convention Week. We kick things off on Saturday evening, June 30th, with the annual RSVA slash Ivy Mixer. This will take place immediately after the ACB opening general session. Join old friends and make new friends from the Randolph Shepherd Vendors of America and Ivy as we share light refreshments, conversation, and relaxation.
The remaining Ivy activities for Convention Week will take place on Tuesday, July 3rd, from 12.15 to 5.45 p.m. We begin at 12.15 with our annual luncheon, program, and business meeting. The title of this year's program will be From Employee to Entrepreneur. In this presentation, we will explore the advantages and disadvantages of moving from a job to having your own business. Our program presenter will be Mitch Pomerantz, independent ADA consultant, trainer, and a former president of ACB from Pasadena, California. Our business meeting will follow Mitch's presentation. The Ivy Business Expo will take place from 2.45 to 5.30 p.m. Blind and visually impaired business owners will showcase their products and services and answer your questions. The Expo will also give you the opportunity to start your holiday shopping early because you will doubtless find some unique gifts here. Browsing is free and no ticket will be necessary to be admitted. However, if you would like to have a booth at the Ivy Business Expo, you must reserve it in advance. The cost will be $10 for Ivy members and $25 for non-members, with the option of applying $15 of this cost toward annual Ivy dues. Since Ivy's calendar year runs from July 1st to June 30, this would be an ideal time to pay your dues. Annual dues for Ivy are only $15. You can reserve your expo booth and or pay your annual dues online by visiting www.ivie-acb.org. Or, if you'd prefer, you can make a check payable to Ivy. I-V-I-E, and send it to our president, Artis Bazin, 2121 Scott Road, Apartment 105, Burbank, California, 91504. Please designate whether your check is for annual dues, an expo booth, or both. If you are submitting your dues, be sure to fill out and include the IV membership form, which can be found on our website. If you have any questions about the Ivy Expo or this year's program offerings at the ACB Convention, contact Carla Hayes at 724-941-8184 or via email lengual at v-e-r-i-z-o-n dot n-e-t. So, will you meet me in St. Louis? I can't promise you a fancy movie set or autographs from famous actors, but if you make time for Ivy at this year's ACB convention, you will be glad that you did. Randolph Shepard Vendors of America 50th Anniversary Celebration RSVA is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year at the 2018 ACB convention. This year's theme is Celebrating 50 Years of Achievement and Advocacy. Activities will include the 50th Anniversary Awards Luncheon, where the featured speaker will be Jennings Randolph, Jr. from St. Louis. He is a retired sports entertainer who often traveled with his father to vendors' sites after the randolph Shepard Act became law in 1936. His father, Senator Jennings Randolph, was one of the co-sponsors of the landmark bill giving the priority to blind people to manage food service facilities in federal buildings. The act soon led to state laws known as many randolph Shepard Acts, giving priority for food service facilities in state and county buildings. Watch for other special RSVA events during the upcoming conference. Letter to the Editor The contents of this column reflect the letters we had received by the time we went to press, March 26, 2018. Letters are limited to 300 words or fewer. All submissions must include the author's name and location. Opinions expressed are those of the authors. Regarding diversity enriches our society. I was surprised and rather dismayed reading this article in the February e-forum, which I thought was supposed to concern itself with blind people and their issues rather than pushing a political agenda. I'd like to think that the vast majority of blind people judge others based on what kind of person they are, as Martin Luther King said, on the basis of character, rather than anything else. If anyone is angry, it's because of political correctness being shoved at us from every conceivable direction. 
Of course, as humans, we all want the same things, but it gets really maddening when one is at a job and you hear how there has to be a certain amount of this or that nationality recognized for promotion purposes, rather than getting on merit. That standards have to be lowered to be inclusive rather than people being made to care enough to bother to raise their level. To not consider that other countries have their own borders, language, and culture, which they enforce, and that to maintain our national sovereignty, we have the right to enforce the same, and to insist that people entering our country do so legally. Diversity can be strength, but not if multiculturalism excludes a nation's people having common values as one people, rather than not having common ground, so as to be fractured by the manipulations of identity politics, which will only cause future strife. My opinions are more than you would typically be concerned with. The point is that this magazine is supposed to be about blind people and their issues and how we can deal with them. Political indoctrination can come from elsewhere. Kathy Brandt, Laurel, Maryland. Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACB Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to slovering at acb.org or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. Trigger for macular degeneration discovered. Researchers at the University of Virginia School of Medicine recently discovered a critical trigger for the damaging inflammation that ultimately robs millions of their sight. The finding may allow doctors to halt the inflammation early on, potentially saving patients from blindness. Dr. Jayakrishna Ambati and Dr. Nagaraj Karur have determined that the culprit is an enzyme called C-gas. The enzyme plays an important role in the body's immune response to infections by detecting foreign DNA. But the molecule's newly identified role in the dry form of age-related macular degeneration comes as wholly unexpected. Perkins Forms New Partnerships Perkins School for the Blind recently announced new partnerships in Russia, Indonesia, and across Latin America to train educators through Perkins International Academy. This innovative teacher training program is part of Perkins' global effort to educate 6 million of the world's most vulnerable children by equipping educators with the knowledge and skills to effectively teach youth with multiple disabilities and visual impairment, including deafblindness. Russia has signed on to educate nearly 300 teachers from 40 different provinces around the country. Perkins also recently signed an agreement with Indonesia's Ministry of Education and Culture, where 90 teachers will complete training before the end of the year. Perkins is currently in conversation with more than two dozen countries whose populations could greatly benefit from similar partnership opportunities. Free Class Through Hadley are you considering a guide dog? Hadley's new story-based course encourages you to think about becoming a guide dog handler. The five-lesson course, number GDG-102, is available in Braille, digital talking book, large print, digital talking book download, and online. Please note, this course is not intended as a training course for guide dog use. For more information, visit T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com slash Y-B-C-Y-G-X-9-Z Extra Mile Award Winners The American Printing House for the Blind, APH, recently presented the Extra Mile Award to First Build, a think tank design development and production facility operated by GE Appliances. Located in Louisville, First Build opens its doors to people in the community who have ideas they want to turn into products. 
Workspace, supplies, and tools are all available, as is the expertise of design and engineering professionals. First Build offers advanced manufacturing techniques and equipment, such as 3D printers and rapid prototyping tools that individuals or small businesses may not otherwise have access to. Also receiving the Extra Mile Award this year is Jack Duplessis, a 14-year-old freshman at DuPont Manual High School who took his idea to make GE washers and dryers accessible to people who are blind and visually impaired to First Build. The result of his work is the Talking Laundry Module, now being sold through First Build. Lighthouse Guild Honors Scientists Lighthouse Guild recently honored two scientists for their significant achievements in vision research at the 2017 Alfred W. Bresler Vision Science Symposium and Award Luncheon and the PISART Award Lecture. Dr. Russell N. Van Gelder was presented with the 2017 Bresler Prize, and Dr. Yoshikazu Imanishi received the 2017 PISART Award. Dr. Van Gelder is the department chair for the Department of Ophthalmology at the University of Washington School of Medicine in Seattle. Dr. Imanishi is an associate professor in the Department of Pharmacology at Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine in Cleveland, Ohio. New from National Braille Press National Braille Press now has print Braille birthday cards available. The front of the card features a birthday cake with five burning candles. The message, wishing you a happy birthday, is above the cake in print and braille. The inside of the card is blank. Also available is You and Your Apple Watch, A Guide for Blind Users by Anna Dresner. It is available in Braille, BRF, Word, and DAISY. Now available is For Women Only, Health Information Just for Women, written by Nutrition Action Health Letter. It is available in Braille, two volumes, and includes 11 tactile graphics. It is also available as an electronic, BRF, edition, which does not include the graphics. Over in the children's department, newly available is Mouse Soup by Arnold Lobel. It's available in contracted UEB for ages 3 to 8. Weasel is ready for his dinner, and poor Mouse is it. Can Mouse stop Weasel from serving up Mouse Soup for supper? Read and find out. For more information, contact NBP, 88 St. Stephen Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02115-4302. Call toll-free 1-800-548-7323 or visit www.nbp.org slash ic slash nbp slash P-U-B-L-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S slash I-N-D-E-X ACB Officers President Kim Charlson, 3rd Term, 2019 5-7 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472 First Vice President Dan Spoon, 1st Term, 2019 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554. Second Vice President, John McCann, Second Term, 2019, 8761 East Placita Boulevard, Tucson, Arizona, 85715-5650. Secretary, Ray Campbell. Third term, 2019. 460 Rain Tree Court, number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer, David Trot, first term, 2019. 1018 East Street, South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160. Immediate past president, Mitch Pomerantz. 1115 Cordova Street, number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors, Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington, first term, 2020. Denise Colley, 
Lacey Washington, First Term, 2020. Sarah Conrad, Madison, Wisconsin, Final Term, 2020. Dan Dillon, Hermitage, Tennessee, First Term, 2020. Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, First Term, 2018. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Final Term, 2018. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota, Final Term, 2018. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, Partial Term, 2020. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland, First Term, 2018. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California, Partial Term, 2018. Ex Officio, Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington. ACB Board of Publications, Ron Brooks, Chairman, Phoenix, Arizona, Second Term, 2019. Donna Brown, Romney, West Virginia, First Term, 2019. Paul Edwards, Miami, Florida, First Term, 2018. Susan Glass, Saratoga, California, Second Term, 2019. Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington, First Term, 2018. Ex officios, Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio. Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts. Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington. Carla Rushevel, Louisville, Kentucky. Accessing your ACB Braille and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the webpage in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 605-475-8154. To subscribe to the email version, visit the ACB email lists page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail in Braille, large print, digital cartridge, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone, 605-475-8154. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from www.acb.org slash bf slash.